Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm extremely excited tonight, and I'm going to give a really nice introduction for Eric Miller, who's going to be joining us in a moment. He is the creator of Candlelight Concerts for Epilepsy Awareness, and tonight's going to be a really cool show because I'm really looking forward to having him come on and educate us about epilepsy and where we're at with treatments, the condition, and the unfortunate um, circumstance that he's went through with losing his wife to this. So to me, it's it's very heartbreaking, but at the same time, we're here tonight to really support this amazing cause that he is um, working on right now to help people get a greater understanding of epilepsy, as well as uh, the Candlelight Concert series that he has been doing. So we're going to bring him on in a moment. Um, if anyone new is tuning into my show tonight or listening for the first time, just a little bit about my show. Um, I created it approximately a year ago with the concept in mind to bring on people in the entertainment industry. And uh, Eric has really opened my eyes up because I have done a couple of other uh, supportive events where I've supported different causes. So I'm really happy that he also reached out to me because this is something I want to start incorporating more into my show where I bring people on and guests that are supporting great causes um, such as he. So on this show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and the different things that they're involved in and, as we said, the causes that people are supporting. And I created it really with the form to support people, no pun intended, uh, in the entertainment industry. Um, A little bit about myself. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and that's what I do in my full-time career, but I also have a passion for the entertainment industry. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I have an album out as a solo artist. I also do some writing for some magazines on psychology in the entertainment industry. And uh, and then I launched this show because personally I know how difficult it's been, especially being an independent person, promoting everything on your own and not having formal management. So I really wanted to create this forum to help spread the word about my guests and help them get their names out there. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also call in tonight. Feel free to call in by dialing 805-243-1320. I have all the information in the chat room, but I'm really going to be focused on the interviews. So if you do have any questions and I cannot go back and forth, uh, sometimes between the various windows that I have open on the computer, please feel free again to call in. I'm sure Eric would love to hear from people tonight that want to share their own stories or just provide support um, or give feedback. Also, please keep in mind, I, I like to throw a couple of these things out there. One of them is really not probably uh, apropos for tonight. I have a lot of you know entertainers, comedians, musicians that come on my show, and we often share a lot of uh, dramatic and sometimes humiliating stories. So the one thing I always say to my guests is please just keep any um, identifying information anonymous because I don't want to personally embarrass anyone even though I want my guests to feel down to earth and be able to talk about whatever they'd like. And the other thing I just ask is that although I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is not meant to be providing any formal therapy or treatment. Um, Sometimes we do talk about broad uh, psychological concepts and terms, but it's not meant to be applied to anyone in specific that I interview on my show. Okay, so let me tell you some stuff about Eric. 
And as I mentioned, I really, you know, like I said, he really opened my eyes up. I've done, especially with my music, I'm not playing out really anymore. I'm doing more studio work. But I did support various causes when I was playing out. Um, Macy's Shop for a Cause that they have once a year at Macy's. Um, I donated a ton of albums to the East Coast Exotic Animal Rescue. And um, I also did an interview and gave a bunch of albums uh, for Freedom to Rock, which is a support group for the armed forces and shipped a bunch of my albums overseas. So I'd like to actually get out there, too. So this is really kind of, like I said, uh, helping me get back involved in some of this stuff tonight. So Eric, unfortunately, in August of 2011, he had lost his wife, uh, Carolina, who passed away tragically as a result of sudden unexpected death and epilepsy. And she was only 25 years old. Um, She had epilepsy since her teenage years and had been taking medication uh, to control her seizures, But um, as Eric will talk about tonight, um, she experienced what's called sudden unexpected death and epilepsy, which had tragically struck her. Um, There's not much known about this uh, condition in terms of this component of epilepsy, and he's going to share with us tonight what he knows about it and uh, educate us about it. But there is a staggering and alarming fatality rate of both for um, people on medication and people not on the medication to sometimes um, pass away from this condition. So since uh, she passed away, Eric has been working tirelessly to raise awareness about epilepsy and particularly what she passed away from, as well as not only to honor her, but in hopes of preventing others from suffering such a tragic loss. So among that, he also has created what I titled, um, what I spoke about, sorry, it's been a long day, got to remember I work a full-time job, um, Candlelight Concert Series, which is the other thing that he will be promoting tonight for epilepsy awareness. Then this is an online concert series featuring international performers, and I hope he shares with us tonight some of these performers that have worked with him, and I know he has something, um, an event coming up on July 12th, which we'll be promoting too. So this is an um, intimate house concert that is streamed online. It's a pay-what-you-can donation, and uh, people have been tuning in all over the globe and um, it's helping further the message about epilepsy to the world and a broader community. So please check out his website. Go to candlelightconcert.org, and let's bring him on now so he can share his story. And just a side note, we will also play the uh, title track, Candlelight, by a singer-songwriter, Dan Reed, who wrote a song specifically for this cause, and we're going to do that in the intermission of the show tonight. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm doing well, Carrie. Thank you so much for uh, having me on and uh, you know spreading awareness about epilepsy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for contacting me. Like I said, it really kind of made me hone in on some of the things I was doing in the past. I really want to start incorporating more types of causes and things like this on my show. So you're one of two people because I had someone back on in May of last year for uh, autism awareness. So we did a okay. whole event on that. Yeah, so thank you very much for joining me. Great, so thank you. Absolutely. Why don't we start out, and I, I want to make it more you know, of an educational show because you're going to be the, uh, what's it called, the expert in this field, shall we say, uh, versus me because right. I don't want to be making comments if I don't, you know, if I'm not educated enough about something, I would rather you be sharing with the audience and um, educating them. So let's okay. talk a little bit about, you know, we're honoring your wife tonight, of course, Carolina, and I don't want to say her whole name because it's a beautiful name, but I did not want to botch it up. <laughs> So, uh, you know, if you feel free to share her whole name 
um, who unfortunately passed away. So tell us a little bit about her and how you met her and um, then segue into epilepsy and your understanding of it. Uh, sure, sure. Um, it's uh, Carolina, actually Carolina Barcelos Canero de Oliveira, and then I kind of botched it up with Miller at the end once she married me. <laughs> um, yeah, she's from Brazil. Uh, you know, like you kind of indicated in the intro, she had uh, she had been diagnosed with epilepsy in her adolescence. Um, you know, she didn't have it uh, terribly severely. Um, which is to say, you know, it didn't impact the quality of her life kind of on a day-to-day basis, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny to say. But, uh, like, there are a lot of people. Um, epilepsy, one of the things about epilepsy is that it's actually a spectrum of disorders, kind of like autism. You know, people sure. think epilepsy, either you have it or you don't, right? But there are actually are shades of gray, right? Um, okay. You know, there are some people that... You know, have seizures that cannot be controlled and, you know, it inhibits their, their driving, for instance, and things like that. You know, Carolina didn't have them like that. Um, she would have one maybe every few years. Um, you know, she drove. She was a brilliant woman. She, you know, went to law school, earned a degree, was a proud member in the Bar Association, things like that. Wow. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we got married in uh, in Brazil in Portuguese and I pretended like I knew what they were saying because I don't speak Portuguese. And uh, (laughs) I think I just, I said yes when you're supposed to, which I think is probably the cornerstone of any real marriage, right? Right, absolutely. But uh, so, uh, yeah, and then she came here, you know, we lived here. um, And in the the time that I had known her, um, she only had seizures twice, you know. Um, You know, once I was there for, and then the second time was the, the, tragic fatal one. Wow. And real quick, Eric, how long were you guys married before she passed on? Just shy of two years, actually. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. But we had, you know, we had known each other like six years. Um, But, uh, yeah, she was in Brazil, like I said, and she was finishing her law degree and things like that. And, you know, once she graduated, you know, then, then she came, you know, I went there, she came here, I went there, she came here, and, you know, then we ended up getting married. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of the, um, just some of the things, you know, I think some of the misconceptions about epilepsy, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, like most people, you know, didn't realize the risk of epilepsy being fatal, right? Right. Um, you know, obviously I found out in the, the most horrific way, so, you know, that is kind of my, uh, catalyst to uh, raise awareness, obviously. Um, and you mentioned that the statistics are are alarming. There's a, a report um, that came out in April from the Institute of Medicine that actually states, um, I think it's 50,000 people a year die in the U.S. as a result of epilepsy, like prolonged seizures or SUDEP, like you said, which happened to Carolina, sudden unexpected death in epilepsy, or... Mm-hmm like seizure-related accidents, you know, somebody, you know, was driving and has a seizure. Like a few weeks ago, that Secretary Bryson had, had some seizures while he was driving. Um, you know, some people occasionally, I guess, could have a seizure, you know, while in the bathtub and, you know, there's a risk of drowning there. So that's, you know, another thing to be considered of. So, you know, that is a number. It's 50,000 people. And, you know, on my Facebook page, I do all these statistical um, kind of viral graphics 
And okay. 50000 a year is like one every 10 minutes. Wow. And just, just educate us, Arv, too. I understand, you know, if someone, of course, is in a car or, God forbid, you know, taking a bath, you know, the seriousness of those circumstances because if you have something like that, you are not able to control yourself. Are there other circumstances where people might not be in those types of extreme situations and what would cause them to potentially die? Um, well, I, you know what the kind of a, an interesting interesting thing about this SUDEP is um, is there hasn't been like a real comprehensive study done on it, right? Okay. So, um, in fact, epilepsy even back to the beginning, epilepsy like two thirds of the cases of epilepsy the cause is unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be trauma, you know, head trauma, things like that. It could be, you know, some people grow into it or grow out of it, you know. Sure. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of the common things with SUDEP, having said that, you know, one of the common things with SUDEP, um, you know, that I've gleaned, again, I'm not I'm not a neurologist, you know, I'm kind of an epilepsy advocate um, sure. as a result of this, right? Um, it's always preface that, um, you know, one of the common risks is, you know, having a seizure in your sleep, right, um, and suffocating or something like that. Um, okay. So there actually are, like, there are pillows that are specialized so, you know, someone wouldn't suffocate. Um, you know, there's uh, there are nerve stimulators. So, um, you know, if, if the stimulator is kind of like an implant, kind of like a like a pacemaker type of thing, um, okay. you can get this implant that will uh, detect, you know, a seizure is kind of a, a misfire of electrical energy in the brain, right? Right. So, uh, you know, there are these nerve stimulators that will detect that and, you know, either, um, you know, sort of cut it off at the pass or fire a counter signal or whatever. Again, I'm not an expert on that, but, like, there are different treatments. Um, and, again, like I said, you know, epilepsy is a spectrum of disorders, so there are, you know, for every type of seizure, there's, you know, a whole host of different medications, so... Okay. And um, in terms of if you could, you know, teach people something about this condition, what are some components that you would want people to be, you know, highly attuned to and aware of? Uh, Well, I guess, um, I mean, there's kind of a lot, actually. Uh, You know, first and foremost, like I said, you know, most people don't realize that you can die from epilepsy. Um, you know, and most people don't realize the prevalence of epilepsy. There's, you know, uh, the statistic of prevalence is one in 26. You know, wow. which is a, ma- it's a massive number. And if you, just to give you some scale, like autism is one in 88, right? Okay. So you know, not to compare it necessarily, but right? You know. No, no, no. But just to, I think it's relevant and important. So you know what I mean? In a way, people you have to compare a little bit just to show the alarming statistics of it. So I think that is an important point that you're making. Right. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, the um, like, another thing is um, you know, just kind of like the stigma and, uh, you know, the misconceptions. You know, there's, um, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of a lot of people living with epilepsy, um, you know, kind of live with it in secrecy, you know, if they can, right? Again, some people don't have have the luxury, you know, they're sort of impacted daily, but, you know, a lot of people, if they have 
you know, if they have seizures sporadically or it's controlled by medication, um, you know, they don't generally talk about it, right? Sure. Because um, mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of, I think there's a bit of, like, kind of an old world stigma. You know, there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, the old school beliefs, and this still actually is, is present in third world countries. The old school beliefs are, you know, the person's possessed or things like this, you know. Um, wow. That's crazy. Which is, you know, there's a story today about, you know, uh, this, <laughs> in Kenya, um, this charity organization released a comic book to children to, I think they ran like three million of them or something like this. And they, you know, they basically handed them out to the community of children in Kenya just to, you know, overturn that stigma about epilepsy specifically. You know, it's an epilepsy oriented anti-stigma comic book. So, you know, it's, it's, it's still out there and it's, you know, and like another example just this week, you know, about stigma, um, you know, the, the uh, Affordable Health Care Act um, was upheld in the Supreme Court and, you know, not to get political and this isn't politicizing in any way, but, you know, some uh, some people on the right kind of pointed at the justice who kind of uh, toppled it, if you will, kind of swayed okay. the opinion, Justice Roberts, and he apparently takes uh, medication for seizures so some people pointed at him and said, you know, his judgment was affected because he's on epilepsy medication, um, which, you know, I mean, the stigma it's 2012, and, you know, that's the highest, you know, that's basically the highest court in the land, and that's somebody that earned that position, and the stigma still is there, you know, so right. that, would be, that would be another thing just to point out. You know, not like... Uh, Hey man, he's a justice of the Supreme Court and he earned it. You know, that's amazing. And he did it with epilepsy. Exactly. You know, right. That's a shame. Yeah. It's well it's, I think it's similar to, you know, make the parallel, like you're saying, with other things, whether it's autism or even people that suffer from depression or schizophrenia, unfortunately. And, you know, I'm a psychologist, unfortunately that stigma is still there. And uh it's a shame that people have to constantly you know, hide certain things because they're afraid of what people will think of them or, right, you know, so. And it's, you know, it's also, um, it's just as probably with everything that you indicated there, you know, from your background, you know, you know, that's all just based in, in fear, right? So, you know, if you, people think of epilepsy, they think of like the big grand mal seizure, which is the right. you know, person on the floor, you know, convulsing and things like that. And it's, you know, if you don't know what to do, you know, it's startling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's shocking. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, once people hear the numbers and things, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think that stigma can, you know, slowly but surely fade away. You know, that's kind of my purpose is to, to sort of shift the culture and, you know. Definitely. Do my, Definitely. Do my part, you know. And the, you know, Again, not to spew out statistics, but again, like since Carolina passed, I've become, as you said, tireless <laughs> about it. Um, the statistic is one in ten people will have a seizure at some point in their life, right? Well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's epilepsy. Epilepsy is uh, two seizures within, or two seizures separated by 24 hours, right? That's, okay. That's the definition of epilepsy. Um 
But if you think one in ten people have a seizure, that means probably most of us will witness it at some point, right, mm-hmm. or be that person, right? So, you know, so why the why the fear? You know what I mean? So that's kind of the the focus. Right. Where is, what's your, um, while we're talking about the statistics and stuff, I'm sure you do research and, and read a lot about it. Where's, where are you at or where is the world at in the sense of research with finding different treatments or better understandings? Is there any type of information you could share regarding that? Uh, well, I mean, yes. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not a neurologist, <clears throat> so I can't mm-hmm. tell you exactly what's on the leading edge, but you know, there are um, surgeries, um, you know, but, uh, I mean, it's brain surgery. So, you know, that's rarely the first option. Um, you know, there are, like I said, a whole host of medications. And, again, you know, just to point out, two-thirds of the cases, the cause is unknown. So it's kind of tricky. It's kind of like hitting a moving target a bit, right? right. And, you know, though there have been studies, you know, there are, a lot of, uh, like, there's a website called cureepilepsy.org that has these really fantastic uh, graphs about, you know, um, the research funding as it goes per patient to epilepsy versus the research funding as it goes per patient to, like, Parkinson's and, you know, autism and uh, Alzheimer's and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, epilepsy is the lowest one of those four, and it's the most prevalent of those four. Wow. Oh, that's a shame. And also, and I think, I, you know, I think there's a whole host of reasons why that is. You know, I don't think there has been kind of a national push, you know, to uh, to sort of fight the stigma. You know, you think about autism, you know, um, you know, in the whatever 70s, 80s, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of awareness about autism, you know. Right. And then I right. think uh, I think autism uh, autism speaks. I think is the big one, um, you know, on the DSM-4, which I think you know what that is, when that, like, increased the definition of autism that made it a spectrum, then so the culture at wide became more aware of it. And then you actually had cultural things, you know, I suspect, like Rain Man, that actually, like, right. shifted the culture a bit. So, you mm-hmm. know, people, you know, that that causes people to not be, you know, it causes them to be more accepting of it. Right. Right. And willing to right. learn. And that ultimately leads to funding and that ultimately leads to avenues of research, you know, like you said. So I don't right. know if that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, unfortunately chasing a moving target. Um and, and that's I think part of the difficulty probably with research and stuff like that is sometimes like you said, unless it's a certain brain area that you're particularly looking at and can be, you know, can be modified and has been identified as the area that triggers certain things. It's hard, and I see what you're saying, to, you know, develop stuff. Um, but I think it's very important, as you're mentioning, to make more of an awareness about it because that's where things are falling short right now. Yeah. So, yep, and that is kind of my focus. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, it's funny, when I started working on, um, you know, basically, hey, I need to do something to honor my wife, right? Um you know, my skills don't lie in, you know, research or funding or providing services, you know. Right. Uh, my skills rely in, you know, my skills lie in, you know, these kind of areas like uh, promotion and, you know, awareness efforts, and, you know. And my way of thinking, like I said, is, you know, you 
you get the message out there and you change the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other pieces hopefully follow, <laughs> you know. Um, again, the intention being, you know, hopefully someday down the road, you know, someone won't experience, you know, such a tragic loss that I did. So. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, and I, I asked the person, I don't know if they'll call in, let me actually look at the switchboard to see if anyone's calling in. There was someone who commented on my um, Carrie Edelman show page on Facebook who had a son who has epilepsy, and he was, like, very thankful. He's like, thank you so much for, you know, bringing in awareness and, and having this person on. So you, you already, they're right there, you got someone. So that's good. Even if we reach <laughs> one you. person. What's that? And you. And, and you. me. Right. So <laughs> well, I'm thinking about you and the other people. I'm not thinking about myself. But you're right. Yep, definitely. So why don't we do did this? You, why don't, go ahead. Did you know that epilepsy, uh, there was a risk of, of fatality in epilepsy before? You know, I I heard of it. Again, we, you know, I work in corrections. We do, you know, some of the patients do have epilepsy. I don't know much about it, unfortunately, Um I guess I've heard that there could be a risk of death, but I didn't know the statistics, as you mentioned, were so high. So, right. you know, so I definitely learned something right away just tonight from, from the interview. Um, Great. Actually, yeah. can I just make one more point? You said yeah, about yeah, the make a point, and then we're going to... Yeah. About the things that I would want to be known. You know, I talked about the the statistics, the prevalence and things like that, um, and the stigma. The other big thing... And I don't know where this comes from, but uh, it's just one of those things you pick up in the culture growing up here or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when someone's having a seizure, oftentimes people think, you know, to put a spoon in their mouth or something like this, right, which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Like that could not be further from correct. You know, and that's still, that happens all the time. You know, like, you know, now I'm active in the epilepsy community and I hear people, you know, reporting that they've had seizures and, you know, People standing by, you know, suggest that to do that, you know, which is you know, something you're not supposed to do because you run the risk of injuring them, them or yourself, basically. Right. Um, you right. know, what you're supposed to do is uh, kind of calm them, you know, um, protect them, keep them safe. Uh, you know, if they're wearing something restrictive, like a tie, you know, you would loosen it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to turn them on their side, which is probably one of the biggest points, you know, turn them on their side. Um, you know, that stigma that, you know, they can choke on their tongue, not true. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, that was just something else that I want to get out there, like the putting the spoon in the tongue thing. It's completely Yeah, no, wrong. I think that's really important, just educating people about the nuances that people aren't aware of and how you can, like you said, help someone when they're experiencing the seizure. So I think that's that's really important. All right, so let's do this. I want to let's take a a break and introduce um the singer-songwriter Dan Reed who has written the Candlelight song for um your series. Okay. And uh yeah, let's let's tell us a little bit about him, how you met up with him, and um then we'll check out the song. Sure. Uh well, Dan Reed um Dan Reed is kind of a, a a friend. Um, he was a friend of Carolina's. Um, I had dabbled in like booking shows and artist management and things like this, you know, prior okay. to Carolina's passing. And, you know, Dan is one of the people that I had done some booking for. And, you know, we actually played uh, Carolina and my, Carolina and my, 
she played he played our reception um in new in New Jersey nice and uh you know he's a working musician, he would travel a lot and you know and he would pass through here and book his shows on the east coast and he would stay with us, we would travel with him or whatever Carolina would you know make him a home cooked meal right mm-hmm. um, but uh you know this particular song you know I started working on this event you know or you know this series of events um you know, I was looking for a name, and, you know, this song kind of jumped out because I have a real vivid memory of uh, Carolina and I sitting at the club in New York, the bitter end, um, seeing Dan perform there, doing this song solo on the piano, and Carolina was to my left with her hand in mine, and I remember just, you know, her and I connecting over this song, you know, looking in each other's eyes kind of thing. Um, like one of those moments that, you know, I hope everybody has at some point. Right. And, uh, so that's kind of the, the origin of, uh, the name of the event. And it's, you know, I reached out to Dan and he said, absolutely. You know, he pretty much gave me free reign over the song. So, um, and if you listen to the lyrics, it's, you know, it's very pertinent to, you know, this cause or really any other, you know, like the, there's a line in there in the refrain that's, you're not in this fight alone. So um, that sort of became, you know, the tagline of this series as well. So. Nice. Well, thank so you for sharing. Kind of that's very touching and, oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh. actually, the, the next the next show that that I'm doing here is on July 12th, and it is Dan Reed. Um, it's like 90% sold out, um, but for here in New Jersey, but, you know, anyone can tune in online at any point. And for this particular song, he's doing it solo with a violin, so. Oh, wow. Very cool. Very cool. Let's do that. Let's um, check this out, and then when we come back, we'll talk specifically about the Candlelight Concerts, and uh, you can fill everyone in on where they can access it, how they can join, how musicians can become a part of it if they're interested, all right? Great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Eric. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Eric Miller of Candlelight Concerts for Epilepsy Awareness. We're going to check out Dan Reed's song, Candlelight, which represents his concert series. And when we come back, we'll do a couple of brief, brief commercials, and then we'll bring Eric back on to talk about, to talk about sorry, again, a long day, to talk about Candlelight Concerts for Epilepsy Awareness.
everyone again you're listening to the Carrie Edelman show and that was just an amazingly beautiful song by Dan Reed titled Candlelight so definitely check him out and I'm sure Eric can tell us where people can find more about Dan Reed and his music and just want to do a couple of quick plugs for people that I support and also um, that sponsor the show Uh, Flirt Energy Drink, uh, for you female athletes out there, Flirt Energy Drink is specifically formulated for the female athlete. Check them out at flirtsport.com. And I'm honored to have one of my singles off of my album, Leave It All Behind, titled Vanilla Skies, which represents the product. Also, iRock TV, it's spelled the letter I, rocktv.co. 
that is an amazing also website out there that's for independent artists and musicians. Check them out. They have so much going on. They're going to be launching a magazine in September, as well as you can uh, get interviews with them and be featured on the website. So check out irock.co. And lastly, I'm a huge fan of comedy, and I definitely want to plug Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. If you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud at the same time, then watch Davin's Den. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes, hear watch old episodes, or find more or find out more about the show. Go to Davin's Den page on Dav, at davincomedy.com, and that's D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. Okay, so let's bring Eric back on so we can talk about the Candlelight Concert. All right, Eric, you're back on. Awesome song. Very beautiful. Thank you. Very, very beautiful. So, um, yeah, so why don't you tell us about um, when you launched uh, Candlelight Concerts for Epilepsy Awareness and fill us in on some of the different events you've had, the artists that have performed at your events. Sure. Sure. Um, well, Carolina passed away in August. Um, so, like I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, you know, shortly after her passing, you know, I thought about, you know, what I could do, make a donation that seemed mm-hmm. adequate. Um, so, you know, what I wanted to do was, you know, actually put my resources to use to raise awareness in her honor. So um, I guess starting back in, you know, it was pretty shortly after her passing, maybe like September even, um, I had to reach out to the Epilepsy Foundation of New Jersey and, you know, said, hey, I want to put on this benefit concert to raise awareness. Um, and I kind of had a two, I sort of had a two-prong um, uh, thought in mind. One was, you know, publicly to raise awareness and funds for the Epilepsy Foundation. And second one was personal, which was, you know, kind of a memorial. Um, okay. So uh, that happened in uh, in March in uh, Trenton, and I had uh, on that show it was uh, Jeffrey Gaines, um, Dan Reed headlined it with his full band, which he had never played with in the states before, and uh, Marshall Crenshaw was on it, and uh, a few other local artists, uh, Mark Evans of Heaven's Edge and Sandy Hall, and you know um, had some speakers and things like that. Nice. And I think on that on that night, you know, it was. You know, every single penny of that went to the Epilepsy Foundation. We raised like five grand on that one night. And that wow. was back in March. And, That's uh, great. Yeah, it was good. And we, you know, we got um, like the local ABC affiliate came out and covered it. So, you know, my intention of getting press about epilepsy, well, you know, was effective, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it was good. Um, so, kind of out of that, you know, grew. You know, obviously I can't do a show like that, you know, every week or every month or something. So, um, you know, I came up with the idea to do, you know, an intimate house concerts. Um, you know, for people that aren't aware about house concerts, it's it's kind of a real popular thing um, amongst uh, singer-songwriters and, you know, uh, uh, traveling musicians to um, basically go into somebody's home and, and perform live. Uh, the benefits are... You know, you're not going to a smoky club and, you know, being distracted by, you know, people getting drunk or whatever. You know, it's more of like a listening room, intimate vibe, you know, and it's very kind of, uh, 
loose, you know, and very right. uh, communal, you know, is a good word probably. Um, so, you know, basically every <laughs> every two weeks or so, I invite the world into my living room. Wow. And, uh, I hold about, it can hold about 40 people. Okay. Um, and uh, what I do for the charity piece is the Epilepsy Foundation in New Jersey is on hand for each of them, and they take donations. You know, I still... I'm not a 501c3 or anything yet, you know, so I haven't made a penny, nor will I. Um, they're here on hand to take donations and provide information. Um, and then what I do uh, for the online piece that you mentioned, there's a website called stageit.com, stageit. Um, and basically I, you know, stream the show online um, so people can tune in from anywhere uh, for a pay-what-you-like donation. I've had people tune in. I think you can tune in for as little as 10 cents, actually. Um, and they get uh, it's about a 50 minute show you know usually what happens is they they start at 8 you know they go to about 8.50 online and then you know the, the performer usually does like another half hour or something like that nice um, that's really cool hangs hang out signs and takes pictures and all that stuff and um, you know the first the first four that I've had number first one was Jeffrey Gaines kicked it off um, and then I had this guy named Beyond Close, a singer-songwriter from New York. Um, he's great. Um, and then I had uh, John Wesley Harding, who's been around forever and toured with, uh, like, his most recent record, like, he toured as the, with the Decemberists as his backing band. It was the Decemberists and Peter Buck and John Wesley Harding. So um, yeah, John Wesley Harding was third, and then just about two weeks ago we had Francis Dunnery, who used to be Robert Plant's guitarist. Oh, wow, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so they're all, you know, they're all, um, you know, they're internationally um, kind of recognized touring artists. And kind of the reason I focus on that is is the online stream, right? So, right. Um, you know, the the theory is like Francis Dunnery, for instance, the guy who just played two weeks ago, um, he lives on the East Coast, but he's from England. So he doesn't make it back there, but maybe like twice a year or something like that. So if he does the show here and I stream it online, then, you know, I can get his fans from anywhere can tune in and watch a show, which from my perspective is I can get the message of epilepsy to those fans, right? Yeah. Um, so the way I phrase it a lot is, you know, they get uh, they get a little bit of medicine with a little bit of sugar, right? The medicine is the epilepsy message and the sugar is, you know, great night of music. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea, especially in terms of, like you said, just reaching such a, a broad community by doing that. So that's, yeah, that's amazing. And it's it's great, too, because there's, you know, some of the performers like to take requests. So there's actually like a chat window. You know, I, I sit there in front of the performer with a headset on us, pretending like I'm a real sound guy or something. And, uh, <laughs> you know, people type in requests, and sometimes I call them out and we'll do requests. And people online will actually tip. You know, and that's the that's the donation to uh, to the epilepsy charities that I work with. So everything that comes in online goes to the charities. Um, so I sit there and I type. I try not to be too heavy-handed about it, but I type, you know, um, some information about epilepsy, plug my website and artist's website, and um, it's been great. You know, um, that's great. That's great. How can um now, do you usually reach out to like I know you said that you know most of these artists are international and that has, you know, a variety of appeals to it. Say an artist wants to be featured and, you know, participate in your cause, can people reach out to you? Sure, sure. I mean, okay. uh, 
Yeah, I have a Facebook page. I mean, you know, um, which is very active. I'm sure you get flooded with stuff all the time. Right. Um, so that's probably the best way. Or there's, you know, on my website, it's candlelightconcert.org. There is a, a link for contact. Cool. Very cool. So, Do you have a Twitter page, too, or no? Yep, Twitter. Yep. Um, it's C, it's CC4, the number 4, CC4EA.org, spelled out. So, yeah, um, you know, I have one scheduled through September now, and I have another few that are kind of in the talks. Um, like I said, the next one is Dan Reed. And just a bit about his history, like he, he was in a band called Dan Reed Network back in the late 80s, early 90s, and they were signed to Mercury. Um, they had a top 40 hit, sold like 2 million records. Um, but wow. They never really they never really became a household name, but he's kind of, uh, he's sort of like a musician's musician. Like he's mm-hmm. got a lot of fans that are musicians, right? And uh, like he did, he did a stadium tour opening for the Rolling Stones, you know? Um, you can't get any bigger than that. And, That's amazing. Yeah, wow. The stadium tour is open for Bon Jovi and he opened for Bowie and Excess and so he, uh, yeah. So he's the next one on July twelfth. Um, it's a Thursday, and then after that is a guy named Ari Hest, who's a singer-songwriter. I think he's based in New York. A um, little bit of a younger crowd, and you know, his is actually online is selling in advance like really well. You know, it's kind of amazing. I have, I think, I have like forty plus people already signed up just to, to watch the stream. You know, great. And I haven't great. even, I haven't even. That's amazing, and I haven't even begun to promote it yet. You know, it's still like three weeks out. So, but that just shows, you, Eric. I mean, you're already spreading the word. You're getting a you know a great name for this series that you have, and that's wonderful. That things are just spreading, and that's the great news. Hopefully, sooner or later, it'll spread to the point where you know you kind of do what you have to do without kind of like you said tirelessly, you know, early on working right. to promote this. Yeah, thing. I don't know, but that's awesome. Yeah, just. Yeah, just last week, you know, this isn't meant to sound boastful, but it's just kind of a, an amazing affirmation or something. Um, just last week, I mentioned I do these things on Facebook, and sometimes they go viral, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There was one that I made that was a statistic that was one in ten people who have a seizure in their lifetime. And it got shared, you know, by so many people. Um, the last I looked, it was shared by like 7,500 people. Wow. And oh, my it, gosh. Uh, like, you know, on your Facebook page, you have the insights, right, so you can see. Right, right, you know, right. The, the reach of your page, the reach of my page last week was like 520,000 people. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So, that doesn't mean everybody saw the message, right? That just means that they were they were, they were exposed to it in some way. Exactly. So, right. Right. But that's the goal, to get the exposure and to hopefully, you know, people see it and, yeah. So... So yeah, yep. so why don't I, we? You know, um, oh, go on, go on. Yeah, I just have to usually do about an hour, so I just you know want to watch the time because okay, it'll sure. literally you know cut me off. But um, <laughs> yeah, so no, please, I want you to definitely you know share a couple of other pieces of information about um, epilepsy and or the concert series, um, and then we'll start wrapping things up. Sure, I guess um, you know the biggest thing I would point out you know if we're crunch for time is uh, like all this information is on my website. Candlelightconcert.org. Um, Dan reads the next show on July 12th, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm in New Jersey. Um, like I said, they are open to the public. Um, tickets are usually like 
20, 25 bucks, maybe 30 if I get a bigger name, right? 15 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, it's like cheaper than going to a movie, you know, and you're not going to beat it in terms of entertainment. Um, so Dan Reed, Ari Hest, and then after that there's Sharon Little, who's like a bluesy singer from Philly, who just got off the road from the um, Robert Plant House and Krauss tour. Nice. Uh, and then it's Meg Hutchinson is coming. Uh, I have the Young Dubliners coming in uh, September, which is <clears throat> um, a five-piece Celtic rock band. Okay. And, uh, I don't know how I'm going to fit them in my living room, but I will <laughs> sort that out, sort that <laughs> and out when they get there. Where are you located? Where are you? Uh... I'm in. Yeah, I'm in Pennington, New Jersey. I guess that would be another oh, okay. thing to say. Like I'm yeah, in yeah. Pennington, New Jersey, so. <laughs> nice. So I don't, That's you know, a nice I don't, area. Although I invite everybody into my living room, I don't publicize my address. So, you know, once people right. buy tickets online, they can buy them with PayPal. You know, I send, like, a receipt that has the address and house rules and things like that. Nice, nice. Very cool. Well, Eric, thank you so much for, you know, for coming on tonight and educating the audience and even myself. Um, I've learned a lot from this, and it's a great cause that you're doing. And uh, I'm a huge supporter of you and everything you're doing. So if I can be of any assistance, please let me know. I appreciate that. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for yeah. you know, allowing me to speak and get this out there. And, you know, it's it's amazing. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. And if I think of any other avenues that you can uh, promote it, I'll definitely uh, keep you in mind and send you some messages. So please keep in touch with me. I love to keep in touch with all of my guests that I have on the show. Absolutely. How about that? Thank you. All right. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And if anyone tuned in late or couldn't listen to your show, uh, the podcast will be available a little after 9 o'clock. So it does very well. So I really highly recommend promoting the podcast, and I will do the same. You there? Oh, oh yeah, oh. I will promote it. That's one thing I'm Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if your phone cut off or something. I just heard like a pause. I was like, uh-oh, did he hang oh, up or... I'm sorry. I was being. I thought you were closing out. I was being silent. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no. I was just saying. No, I was just saying with you online that if someone tuned in late, that the podcast will be available. So we'll both promote it, and uh, it does really well. So we'll keep Great. doing that to get the word out there too. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Eric, for tuning in. And again, I'm I'm so sorry, you know, to hear about the loss and uh, what you're doing though is amazing in terms of honoring your wife as well as supporting this cause. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be in touch, okay? Thank you. Have a great night. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, that was Eric Miller of Candlelight Concert for Epilepsy Awareness, and please check them out at candlelightconcert.org. As he mentioned, they're on Facebook. They're also on Twitter. And if you want to reach out to him, you can contact Eric Miller on Facebook. So I want to thank everyone again for tuning in tonight. My guests, everyone, I just appreciate all of your support as well as supporting all of my guests to get their names out there. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I'm at, at Kerry Edelman, and if you follow me, I will follow you. It's all about supporting each other. We can help build our numbers together. If you want to befriend me on Facebook, um, my one page just maxed out the 5,000, but I started the second page. So I do have two personal pages on Facebook. Um, I have the Carrie Edelman Show page, which keeps up to date all of the amazing guests I have coming on my show. And if anyone wants to check out my music, um, it's on iTunes, Amazon, all the major digital sites, as well as I have a Carrie Edelman musician page too. So 
I'm managing a hundred different things, but I just want to support everyone and, and keep uh, spreading the word about everything we do. Next week, we have 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have the female-fronted hard rock band Psyka coming on. It's an amazing band. Uh, it's a singer-songwriter, Jess Loren, and she now has this new band that she's fronting, and it's spelled S-Y-K-A. So they're going to come on next Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, so that'll be July 10th. Um, and then I have my schedule up to date on Facebook, too, with all the different people we have coming on in July. So tonight I'm going to close out the show with uh, one of the songs off my album. It is an acoustic ballad of uh, my regular full band version titled Another Life. And I think it's very apropos to um, what we were talking about tonight in terms of just, you know, having relationships with people and, and losing someone you really care about. So check out Another Life, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, everyone, again for tuning in, and I appreciate all the support. Smile a little wider 